do IDD person? No, no, nobody. I can't say. No, it wasn't anybody from IDD. No, I know. I'm taking off the road. Okay. All right. We're going to get started. I have to say that um, you know, the Shine is coming, and, and there's a lot of things happening. Baruch Hashem, that we have the type of Tukhon in the Medina, and, you know, that Eric Sisrael responded very strongly to the attacks, but I think we definitely, as we're sitting here, you know, enjoying uh, the meal, hopefully, and, 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 and the camaraderie of different terror, let's not forget the fact that there was missiles fired into our country, and our soldiers uh, are in danger there. So let's, again, you know, when we, when we said Achenu this morning, uh, in general, let's try to be Matthew's story for a sense of Shalom. Because we know the, the Shalom that we're talking about is the communal Shalom, of course, will affect the outer Shalom as well in terms of the way the Rabbani Shalom will protect us. So, again, we hope that this doesn't escalate and, and the Rabbani Shalom should, should be shamer our, our soldiers, those, those young men and all the people that are there that are possibly in harm's way. Um, so, again, if just to go to the blurb for a second and, and just explain what it means. I don't know if you guys can see it. And, and it looks like... So I we're frozen here. Um, I wanted to. Oh, here we are. So uh, the first thing I think is, which is an interesting thing, is which is discussed a lot, is that Rishchodesh Sivan, which is when Klal Yisrael came to Har Sinai. I might have been wrong on the math, but I know Klal Yisrael went out of Mitzrayim in the year twenty four forty eight, and we are now in the year fifty seven seventy eight. So that's three thousand. 330 years. So I don't know if it's the 3,330th anniversary or it's the 3,329th anniversary. I'm not exactly sure. But it is, as we say, a monument or a mountainous event in our social history, which is the coalescence of our community. Everybody speaks about the fact that one of the great aspects of Machin Torah was that Amrish Kodesh, six or seven days before, Kalisa finally got those three million people and uh, of men, you know, ten or five or six million people, they came to a madrega that uh, the, the medrash and Rashi quotes it, of course. Here is they came to vayichan sham yisrael kiishachon and I have heard the translation that I got offline. Rashi says shar kolachanios betarumos machlokos. In other words, even as they were counting and getting to Maimonar Sinai, and maybe even afterwards, throughout the Midbar, whatever the marvelous experiences they were having, this one was the, the unique one. The idea of coming to before Matan where we just weren't arguing with each other, there wasn't complaints against each other. Uh, as he says here in the translation, there wasn't a, the others were with a murmuring spirit and a spirit of dissension and machlekes. It's an incredible thing. You know, we talk about Achdus, reaching Achdus. So this was really that event that allowed, according to many people, Matantara to happen was that for at least for that, that day and for six days afterwards, we had this great office in our community and, um, and, and, and that community as it was forming. So that I think uh, is important and I think the, the subject matter is, is crucial here to, to keep that office going. Um, and, and that's where we have the Pusik. And let me start with the Pusik here. Um, Parsha's Bahar, Jordan just said it's a, it's a, as he said, who's it's your favorite Parsha? Okay. So I actually think Chazal, I think Chazal loves this Parsha as well. You know, Chazal say that 
In the beginning of, of Parshas Bahar, uh, uh, Rashi quotes the Teres Kayanim, Azal, that says that Mayin Shemitah to Arsinai, why is Shemitah uh, mentioned here? And Arsinai, all the mitzvahs are at Sinai. So Rashi says, Rashi quoting the Chazal that Ma Shemitah, Nemru Kolosein, or Pratosein, Vesinai, Avkol Hatera Kolosein, or Pratosein, Nemru Vesinai. I think that it's not just that there's a lot of details in this parsha. I think it's more than that. I think that this parsha is the most, one of the probably the most elegantly organized parsha. Just, for example, we had Parshas Kedoshim recently, which is a whirlwind of ideas and ethical exhortations and mitzvahs, but they don't even seem to come together at all. The psukim are sort of like, they come at you fast and furious. Two or three psukim about one subject, and then you switch it to another subject. And there's nothing like Parshas Kisaitzai, the, 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 the big granddaddy of Parshas, which has the most mitzvahs in the Torah, and like you're scratching your head trying to figure out where are all these mitzvahs coming at me. Even when even Parshas Kisaitzai, that has the Sismas of Kikabul which are clearly a beautiful mitzvahs together, and after, but then it also says So it has like Shatnes connected to 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 Amas Haverim. And, and it's beautiful when you try to think about the connections, and it forces you to think uh, creatively. But this parsha, everything is so clear. Yes, it's about the beautiful idea of Shemitah and describing Shemitah and Yovel, how it works. And then, as you can see, because there's an idea of Shemitah, and because that means you don't really own the land, so therefore, Pasuk Yudalid is, is, is the most logical segue. Since you realize that you really don't own the land, I don't know why it's not moving, but on my computer it is. I'm not sure why it's not moving here. Okay. Um, now moved. Okay, just a little way. It's one of these. La- it's like um, it's on radio. Like there's like a two second delay or something like that. Yeah, it's a two second delay. So as you can see, that. All right, which means everybody gets their land back. So therefore, when you're selling, So when you're selling or buying. You realize that since not everybody knows those laws, not everybody knows that they're not that they're just leasing and they're not buying, you need to be careful about the type of prices that you make because you're not really selling for uh, in, in, in completely. You're just selling till the year of the Ovel. So everybody has to know, I'm selling you land, but of course it's prorated, and this is how much you're going to pay. That's why we started talking about the idea of when you're buying and selling, make sure that everything's on the up and up, and that's the very next passage. But Mr. Shonamach Rayova, it's from words, figure out what it is. And whenever you buy land and sell land, it's how much grain and, and, and the, the land uh, can produce. Okay. So really, it's really inserted not just the idea of, of not cheating someone in a sale. It's because this is an area where that might suggest itself. Okay? Pasuk Zion, So that seems to be a doubling of Pasuk Yedalim. In fact, if you take a look at the... It's a, it's a wonderful translation of the Torah... Uh, Ari Kaplan, I'm 
sure you've seen the living tower. It's one of the, uh, I saw uh, last night a thought from Rep. Scheinberg, Zatzal, that if you're a person that your findings is struggling to go to Targum and struggling to go to Rashi, he suggests specifically the living Torah as the translation to fulfill the idea of doing the parsha twice with the with, with the translation, Kaplan's translation, not uh, uh, not uh, necessarily the art scroll or, or another translation, the stone translation. He actually feels that Kaplan is is, is great. And if you look at Ari Kaplan's translation, he just says, and in this way, that's the Vodvir, and in this way, you won't end up cheating your friend. You won't end up hurting your friend. So this passage and pshat means it's just stressing how important this mitzvah is. Now afterwards, again, the Torah goes on, and it talks about... Uh, what happens in the community and how people can become poor. <laughs> and again, it, following on a very logical succession one after the other. That's, I don't know if that's why you like Parshas Bahar, but that's really what it is. And it really, it, everything really you can tell where the Parsha is going and preparing it and thinking about it, very simple. Just parenthetically, I just would like to say that I think that's part of what Rashi and Chazal are telling you. Don't be frustrated with the rest of the Torah. Because just like this one, you can see the method of what God wants. The rest of the one, it's there too. It isn't just hodgepodge. In fact, it might even be more fun to figure out why why all these disconnected things are together in these other partials. But just like you can, God decided to, to, to give us an easy one, a logical one, a, a paradigm, so to speak, of logical thinking, hey, it, it, if you look deep, you can find even more interesting and incredible connections throughout the Torah. That's just my my take on what Hazal is saying. But that doesn't take away from this. In fact, it emphasizes that this is a very logical part. Therefore, Hazal are a little bit bothered they're not happy with the Kaplan interpretation and the standard interpretation. And this is where, in this passage, because you can see in the blurb, <coughs> Rashi, say this is the source of a different, a very different idea. Not the idea of, hey, you, 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 a person paid too much, but as you can see here, it's hard to see, but you can see from the Rashi that Khan Hizirawe knows Dvorim. This is where we're talking about Onoa, and I haven't even translated that word yet, Onaa, that you shouldn't actually try to vex your friend and try to get something out of him to push his buttons. Yaknitas Havero is almost like the way you you know what can push somebody's button. Or give him the type of advice that you know isn't good for him, although it's been it's beneficial for yourself. So that's what's, what's interesting though is the pasuk that you that you quoted that you said is like almost like a duplicate. The first pasuk uses a lashon ish el achid. Oh, very good. So very good. As a amisa, could have said ish el. Very good. Very good, Yaki. In fact, that's part of what I think. Uh, is, is going on here is the difference and part of it, if you look in some of the sources what's really the difference true it's doubled but it's also written differently that first passage is, is correct it says which is like your brother and here it uses a different term which is amisoy which is a different word altogether in order to explain that I, I, I think uh, and again you can go through some of the sources yourself uh, I, I've, I've provided for them 
I'm Donning Lukovskus, by the way, the guy who emailed me this morning. He just can't stand the 17 attachments. Maybe that's what it is. But if you take... Yeah, yeah, but it's all right. So if you take the little... with you, it's the green chickpea. It's okay. Because I, I was really hoping for his input. If you take a look at... Um, let's see. Kedoshim is 19, right? Uh, Parsha Kedoshim is 19. Right? Okay, here we go. So if you just take a look, I just want to show you a similar uh, parallel uh, to that. And let's t- we talked about this process a couple of minutes ago. Everybody can see the board okay. I'm happy. Um, it's not my my son-in-law, my daughter-in-law's father. So good now this Pasuk is interpreted by the Rambam and almost everyone as not two separate mitzvahs. In other words, let's say somebody has done something wrong to you. So as the Rambam says, the worst thing is letting it fester in your heart. The worst thing is actually to have that hatred in your heart, and especially to act in a duplicitous manner, where you, like what we saw by uh, Absalom and uh, and Amnon, right? Absalom Absalom acted like he was Amnon's closest friend, but really he was planning, because of what he had done to his sister, he was planning on extracting revenge. In fact, the Rambam says that you know, he says it's worse to keep that hatred in. You can't. So what should you do then? You have to actually speak to the person about what he did wrong. Instead of just saying I hate that guy and 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 and, and, and being, I don't know if you're a coward, you just don't want it to be awkward. You just want to you know plan your revenge or just give him the cold shoulder and not be involved with that person. Uh, what you should do is actually which means go through the difficult process of proving to him by proving to him hey, I want to, uh, let me set the scene here and tell you why it, it upset me and have the talk with that person because otherwise now here again the Rambam says it probably means do it in a way that that he is not hurt by it but it could also mean don't let him just carry that sin. In other words, talk to him about it. And this way, you actually can perhaps do, you know, go beyond that hatred. My, my regular Yechonin's wife said that he believed, and I think I might have mentioned this here in class, uh, is the shorish of that word sinna is shin nun, which is which is like the same Shorish and Shani or Shana, which is a Shana versus the repetition of a certain period coming again in a year. That's what we call it a Shana, because we know it's going to come back, the stars and the planets will align in exactly this way, and the sun and the heat, etc. So, Sisna, although it's a sin, means you're living in that uh, situation again. It's somebody, you're, you're back rethinking it over and over again. Losisna means the reason why the hate is there because you're imagining and you're thinking and you're basically reviewing and reliving what that person had done to you and what had happened and 
and he's got a different version every single time. Probably, you know, he gets horns and, and a, you know, and a tail, and 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 he becomes angrier and meaner every single time in your memory. But the point is, is that it's still you're still there in that moment. Don't let that happen. Don't let that happen in your heart. As hard as it is, let's get this thing out of the open. And this way, again, you you might come to something. Now, is it also tied to the word shani, like like we say in English, seeing red, like talashani? Shani. You want to know if red is connected to that shani, the the, the word shani. I don't know. It's a good, good good point. I'm not sure. Could be that you have to dye it a second time to get that color. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's a good question. Where shani and shani comes from? But the point though is, and this is Yankee, This is a response to your point. Based on what Rabbi's wife was saying, I wanted to say the following. Achicha is different than Amisech, although it's the same person. I mean, that's even more interesting. That in, in our parsha we have Azhar number one, Altonu Isha Sachiv. Don't do Ona, a man to his brother. And then we have, three psukim later, Leisoinu Ish Es Amisechos. Okay. Here in this passage, you actually have that uh, that contrast within one passage, <laughs> and and according to the way I explained the base of the Rambam, it's actually the same person. So I think that it actually puts it. You know, I think what we can say is the following: What's the reason why we're hurt and we relive things, and we don't let it be just like water going off a duck's back? It's because that person was our brother, and Ach. As we know, the Mishnah says in White Cotton that when a, uh, 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 or Bryce in White Cotton says that when a parent dies, Leolenu, that you're supposed to rip the clothing. And it says, The verb being to, to, don't ever put it back together. Ma'achim means don't make it like a brother. A brother, you shared the same womb, you shared the same uh, environment. A brother, even an older brother, that you didn't share exactly the same environment, there's still that sense of connectedness, like a oneness. And many of us have relationships where we believe, that's my brother, man, right? That's my brother from another mother, right? You have people who say that, and they mean it, and that's that's the person that they'll call in the middle of the night, that's the person that they depend on, that's the person they really feel, and most, a lot of it is based on relate things that occurred when you were young and you were in high school or when you went through certain periods of your life. And that's part of the reason why the slight and the way that person didn't talk to you or the fact they didn't invite you or the fact that he seemed to not have time for you or whatever it was, that you were reliving it over again because you feel betrayed. You feel that your brother has not done what he should. He was your brother. He was your brother. <clears throat> not really your brother, but he was the person that you felt like a brother to. A lot of times, what doing this is, is stepping back and saying, he's not my brother in the sense we are one, but Amisecha. Amisecha, and that's, if you take a look at one of the, uh, uh, from one of the early, one of the middle period Rishonim, it's in one of the uh, references there, that Amisecha is really more not a friend or someone that you love or, 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 or like a brother to, someone that you share the same community with, that you are of a, of a common bond, 
because you're in the same city, the same community, you realize that it's for each everyone's common good to, to play nice and to be together and to be social and to be civil. That's what Amisecha is, as opposed to Achicha. So really what's happening, I believe, again, this is not... Amisecha means that the reason why you hated him so much is because you thought he was your brother, and people grow and change and become different. That doesn't mean that he's your enemy and that he wants to do everything he can to hurt you. But it could be that you both have grown apart to a point that you guys can now be amisecha. And maybe now you're going to be able to talk about it by recognizing, not just by telling him what he did wrong, but recognizing him as amisecha. It isn't so much hocheach tochiach, because a lot of times people get defensive when you start telling him. That's what the Gemara says. Can anybody give Tochocha today? The average response to Tochocha is, hey, you think that I have something between my teeth? Look at that bean that you have sitting on your nose, right? right? You're telling me I have something. The normal response is to shoot back and say, what about you? So really, the Pasuk, the way I'm understanding it, is telling you, do it in a way where you realize it's on myself. Dispassionate, with an understanding and maybe an acceptance that he's not your ach anymore. But he can be Amisecha. And Amisecha isn't bad. <laughs> Will we be okay if we understood that we were Amisecha with each other? That we had that common bond? And again, and maybe that's maybe we respect each other's boundaries and not be hurt. And clearly that's what he was trying to tell you. You're right. You do have people that, that are evil and that just really plotted and did terrible things. Most of the time, though, the reason why we, we the reason why we're hurt and upset, and we it, it lives with us is because we were betrayed. People that are like barking dogs that shot at the mouth and are ridiculous, we tell our wives about it when we come home, and then we forget about it. The sinna that we actually hold with us is the ones where we feel that that was my that was the guy that meant so much. That was the guy that I did so much for. That was the guy that we were bonded in such a way. So therefore, I think that's part of there's not be stuff. Now taking this idea, there's, and, a, there's a third um, there's a third one in, in this parsha, Reacha and plus a, that's right. I have to Reacha. Gimel Tezayin and Yudches. Okay, so again, so we, I, we have to fit that into. Okay, if you want me to do that, yeah, I can. Again, we're not going to get to the topic. All right, next week. Okay, but you're right. Reacha is a different is a different idea, and I think again, I think Reacha has. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what I think Rehofa is. It's, it's my own. But I was, since you asked, I, I'll, I'll respond. Part of Rehofa, it comes from the idea of Hisro'a, which means to sort of shake somebody up, right? Um, it, it's, it's almost like Rehofa is somebody that you're willing to engage and maybe even change. Uh, and that's, that, that's what, that's what Rehofa is. And sometimes, you know, it's a, um, it's, it's, that's a responsibility. Uh, that means you're committed to maybe make the person change. So that, I think, is, is, is what reyach is. Anyway, so let's go back to our uh, situation. So now we take a look at uh, what Chazal say. So Chazal, therefore, see that it says, like Yankee's question, it says, when it comes to a mechar, what does it say? It says, al sainu ish esoch. All right. Because in a way, although we weren't one together, but in this deal we were, right? 
In other words, in this deal, we came, like, I never met this guy before, but he wants to buy my land. And he schmooze, we talk. And that way, there's this idea of, 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 of recognizing and, and being medactic. And again, the, the, the laws of Ono are, are incredible in terms of, and let me just go over them for a second. I mentioned that today we're a little bit in davening. But the laws of Ono, when it comes to Mechar, are, are incredible because even if the person, and it's the idea of I'm selling a piece of land, um, possibly if I'm a, a real wholesaler, even selling property, and the law is, let me just go back there for a second, the law is that you have to, here we go, is it, did it go back on, on over here too? Did it change? It hasn't changed yet? Oh, yes, it now did. Okay. So once again, just to explain it, so Altomi Yishas Ochiv is really, uh, like I said, it's, 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 it's an extremely interesting law because even if you don't know the price, you have to repay the person if it turns out that you charged them a, a sixth more than what it cost. Even though you guys don't really know prices and you haven't been doing your due diligence. And he was a nice guy, and you were a nice guy. It wasn't like you were trying to take advantage of him. Still, the din of Ono applies, and you are you you need to repay him. You need to be able to, if he decides that he doesn't want the deal, then you have to refund his money uh, and the object completely. Um, and it's therefore <coughs> the idea of wronging or cheating um, is, 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 is pretty vague. Yes, there are people who know the prices and try to take advantage. That's, and they know that you don't know. You're the pigeon that doesn't know. But even if it turns out both parties were innocent and didn't know, once they, they have, a, 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 the Gemara says, the Mishnah says, they have a couple of hours to go to the marketplace and find out what the price was, and then the deal can be overturned. That's the din of Onos Mekach. Um, what's interesting is, is that this halacha about Onos Dvarim that we saw from Rashi pushing someone's buttons it doesn't really seem to be the same idea at all, right? In other words, yes, there's an extra phrase here, and as I said to you before as Kaplan says, it's just a byproduct of all of this but how does that word with the exact same verb tonu, and where is that? tonu how can it mean two different things? True, is it just a, is it just a, a, a coincidence that the same shorish is about you know taking advantage, right, selling something for more, and then wanting to hurt someone? Right? It, it seems strange. I, I don't deny that there's a problem in the pasuk, which is where Chazal are zeroing in on. But is there a connection? And especially the, the, the Mishnah in, in Bava Metziah seems to say clearly that there is a connection. Let me show you that. So if you take a look here, the Mishnah in Bava Metziah, which, look what it says here. Um, okay. I, I'm already, I've already gone, oh. Kishem she'ono b'mekach v'memkar, kach ono b'dvarim. What's the kishem? It's not the same, right? <laughs> it happens to be there's an extra phrase. If you say it's just this coincidence, the Mishnah Bavamitzi is really out of place. That parak, by the way, is, is Parak Hazov, the fourth parak of Bavamitzi, which is all about 
currency uh, differences between gold and silver in different places, and, 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 and the problems that come up when, when the means, when, when you're buying and selling aren't the same thing. So then the Mishnah says, well, the same way there's, uh, you have problems in terms of repayment by Mekah, kach ono bidvarim. It's not really the same at all, is it? <laughs> it just happens to be, oh, look, Chazal found an extra pasik, and they decided to put in this idea of not hurting someone's feelings and not causing pain to someone, not causing distress. Um, so that, that implies to me that the two aren't just sharing the same coincidentally uh, uh, there must be a, 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 a ration there must be an idea behind both so let's take a look at the examples the Mishnah says so the first one is and because the Mishnah over there is dealing with business first it comes up with a business one um, okay so let's imagine let's imagine that Ellie here is the selling uh, the orange juice um, and I can't come and engage him in conversation and say, you know, how much you want for that? Well, that, what, that that's orange juice that came straight. Like I think Anita Bryant might have been the one that uh, pressed that one. Wow, that's that's thank you. That's that's really great stuff. Okay, how much you want to? Buy? And really, I, I don't have a penny. Yes. We only want Ooh, Okay, I, I don't even have a I don't have a I don't even have a penny in my pocket. Or you know, I'm definitely not, I know that it's more. I know it's out of my league. And I get Ellie to start talking to me about what it is. Okay, so he really doesn't want to buy it. <clears throat> that's called Ono's bar. So let's let me ask you guys. What what, what did I do? We, 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 I understand. You gave him face false hope. In other words, since he was right, so in other words, so, so he, thought, I, he, was he thought he'd make a sale, and then he finally, when he said, sale. "I can't, I can't sell for anything less than," I mean, this is an Anita Bryant special. I mean, I've had this preserved, and and it's Joe DiMaggio, and the ice there. I was like, this thing, this thing is like a great collector's item, whatever it is. I can't let it go for for anything less than you know five hundred bucks. Uh, I said, oh, yeah, I can't afford it. You know, thanks a lot, though. Does he know? Does he feel what? Yeah, I got his hopes up, but he didn't make the sale, David. Yeah. Does he then realize that I'm just a, uh, a time uh, waster? That I'm just a time waster, or I'm a practical joke guy? What, what, what's what's the ono there? I know it's an ono. No, he doesn't. He's just waiting for the next guy to come to see if he, you know, the next guy to come to see if he can make the sale. I don't think he has to know. Okay. So, so, so is there pain to him or not? Uh, well, he doesn't realize it. he was suffering that whole conversation for really nothing. He was so, but, well. You got you got your hopes there, up. I mean, there's, the next there's guy a fair will. chance that I would notice that like you're you're clearly not willing to pay like anything okay. more than pennies for it. Really? Like, so, so I'm, so I'm an, I'm an annoyance. I'm an annoying. I'm an annoying person. As soon as you make it clear that once we start talking prices that are more than just like you know, okay. So I, 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 uh, that orange juice looks good. Can I have it for a buck? This—that's the Anita Bryan special item frozen. That's a five hundred dollar carton. Okay, I'm sorry. 
That's not what it's talking about there. Because then it's it's a two minute interaction, and then you realize I'm not yeah, a serious you're buyer. Also, you're also offering a dollar. Oh. Well, now I don't know what it has to be. I believe that we were engaging in in, in a in a back and forth, and like you said, I think you're right before that he thought he was going to make a sale, but I really have no desire. I really have no intention of buying it. Well, nowadays people are happy to do that anyway, just because you know they'll talk to salesmen in any store. We'll talk to whoever comes in there just because you know maybe in uh, in the future this person will come buy the money to buy it or whatever. But people nowadays are happy to talk to whoever walks into their stores. Okay, so so now I have to tell you that there's another besides oh no, there's another thing here. Chazal also referred to this as Ganevas Das. They refer to this as Ganevas Das, which means I'm I'm sort of stealing in a way. Uh, I, I'm, I'm making you that's, believe that's different, sir. That's not no, right. Not but 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 Chazal speak it's about it in the same way. way that when you go to a store, you have no intention of buying. They don't want buy that if you get the guy interested, it's also called the Ganevas Dust. Let's take a look at the next one. I think I've raised. Well, we're the talking point. about Losona. right? So then the Mishnah skips to something which is a very different. And while you're about true, but I myself I Okay, so here, if we Okay, so these seem to me. What, what's my intention here? What am I trying to tell the Balshu? Use the right word. You're pressing. It's not. It's different than the first one. If you have no intention to buy, is one thing. The other two, you're, you are. You're, you're Good, Jordan. So here I'm impressing him. So what am I trying to do to this gear? What am I? This is a convert or a voucher of a person who hadn't been religious, and now he's acting religious. What am I doing when I'm talking to him? And when I say, remember what? Yeah, I remember when you were. Uh, yeah, remember when you were in Hell's Angels and like you were just you know trampling over people and like you know just breaking into people's houses, and, like, getting, getting drunk and like and, and you know going on benders. What am I trying to? How am I? Impre- what am I trying to do, Jordan? I'm, I'm impressing him by what? What am I? You're knocking him down. I'm telling him you're not. Because even though now you're keeping mitzvahs and you're doing the right thing, your past, your past is you're not a good person. You're not so much what you're doing; it's it's really what you're doing to him. He had the impression that you were his friend, and you just chopped him down. The same thing with the kamba chayfetzah. He had the impression that you were going to do business with him, and now you just ripped it out from under him. It's not what you're doing, but it's what you're doing to him. But that would imply again that he knows that. But no, no. So, you, so you're saying here the problem it's is, is that what he thought you he thought he was part of the community, part of the religious community, and by you saying it to him, it's what you did to him, it's not what making you feel about it. Okay, what I'm, about it. Right? But what I'm trying to do is to say I, I I'm rejecting you from the community. I don't think you're as good as me, and, and therefore because your actions are so. Right, so when I'm telling him to remember his actions, I'm trying to say, don't get uppity, right? <laughs> I'm trying to say, don't don't think that you are really part of us. You're doing it maliciously. If, if, if by the sale you're not doing anything malicious, yeah. you know, if, if the guy quotes a price, it's really, you know what? I, I really have an intention to buy, but it's such a great deal, you know. Maybe okay. I will buy. So if there's no malicious intent, okay, then you so, you're right. So I, I, I no think, malicious intent. I think for I think for a long time, many people thought that was. For a long time, many people thought that was the pshat in the Gemara. I don't really believe that's the pshat in the Gemara. And I'll tell you why. If you take a look, the, the Gemara quotes a brisa, and let's see, it's right here. 
Okay. Okay. So take a look. Look at this price. This is the price uh, that 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 is sort of an elaboration of the mission. So it start doesn't talk about the sale. It goes straight to the the, the interpersonal. Oh, there's something here. I don't know if the question mark was in what I copied or I put that in. Um, but basically, these could also, as, as, as to oppress him, to, to knock the person down, I want to suggest that. And I saw one of the Achronim say, are we talking about Rishoyimir? Are we talking about like cruel people? I mean, you know the person didn't have your... He's a gear. It's not his fault that he was biologically been, you know, raised by pagans and found Judaism. If the person wasn't raised religious, you know, again, you're trying to knock him down? I mean, it's, that's so petty. So, I, 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 and again, I don't know if they, they give an answer. What I believe this is about... Um, is that you're trying in your own way to this is what I'm going to say here if someone would ask you why you said it the way you did you would say I was trying to encourage him what I was trying to say was look how far you've come you would say look at you now Look at you. You've got long pay as you dive in a 35-minute Shemona Esrei. You know how to learn incredibly. Boy, look how far you've come. You're... I see you shaking your head, but hang on one second. Zuchor, my showed him, and look where, look how far you've gotten. Yeah, now, now one second. still alienating him, though. Exactly. Still, yeah. Exactly. But you don't even know that. And the reason why you're doing that... Now, let's think about psychologically. Why? Because you feel better about yourself. Because you feel better about yourself... Yeah. Because essentially, uh, when um, you see somebody who's done so much and look at you, you you're basically you haven't gone anywhere. You've gone. You were from from birth, so to speak. And you've gone. Okay, I just followed the path. Everybody else went to shul. I went to shul. Okay, I went to school. Okay, all right. So where am I? Well, look what this guy has done. This guy has come from you know from hell's angels to becoming you know uh, like like a tremendous magicier and he's a, he's a tremendous medactic and mitzvahs. So. In order for you to deal with it, although you don't realize that's what's going on, you tell him, "Boy, I look at you, and I can can you believe? Can you believe the same mouth that was eating the veilos and trefos and vuk, and now your mouth is look how great God is and how great the world is? That hurts, and that hurts in a way where you can't even say, "Why are you saying that to me?" Right? Because on the surface, he's giving you a pat on the back. And he's saying, that's right. And, he's, and, if, and if, if you would be asked about that, the person would say, he would say, I was trying to, no, I love him. He's great. I was trying to make him feel good. I was trying to say, I know where he's from and look how what he's accomplished. What people want in terms of acceptance is no mention of, of what they were. They, don't want to be they, out. They, they just want to be like everybody else. That's what people want. They want to be amisecha. They want to be part of the same thing. They don't want to be in this situation where, yeah. And again, and part of it is because we react from our own weakness. Um, and, and similarly, again, uh, I, 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 look at the next one. Emal yisurin boyin alov. A person emal yachaloyim boyin alov. I'll show you makaber is bonav and nevach. If this would happen, 
So many of us fall into this trap uh, where we come to help somebody and <laughs> and we and again many and, and you try to get a little bit self-righteous. You say, well, maybe what you should do is think about it. I mean, I remember um, I, I was having a, a lot of difficulty. Again, I, I was having a lot of difficulty about six years ago, many many areas. And I and I happened it was in B'nai Brak, and I ran into someone I want to say who who was a very well known and many people called this person a, a tremendous godel, and and I briefly said to him what you know, what should I do, you know, and um, uh, the person said, you know, you've got an iron heart on you. You have an eye in hurrah. You have someone who, right, and you have to do whatever you can to, to, to pay for, to take away the eye in hurrah, and you have to do whatever you can to stop because so many negative things are happening. You have an eye in hurrah. Now, this is where the evil eye has been on you. Now, it's not exactly the same thing as this, where they're telling him, you know, you've got to go into your own life and realize, you know, something's wrong with your fear. In other words, the friends of Job said to him, Joe, Eo, if you're you're complaining about why negative things are happening to you, why don't you you probably need to look through your life and and, and figure that out? They, they they thought they were doing the right thing, the friends of Eo. I mean, come on, they're having this discussion and they're going through. Turned out, of course, he was blameless, right? It, it was all a test from God. But they went through the they went through the list. This is why bad things happen to good people. Maybe they're not as good as they think. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to give you some solutions. And yet, the person, again, he's in the throes of pain. What he wants is what? Sympathetic air. What does he want? Sympathetic air. Someone who's sympathetic, someone who can understand. Maybe someone who can give him something to relate to, hold on to. But instead of, what they do is they sermonize, right? So, you're the person's in pain. He wants more than that. He wants acceptance, and you've just you've negated the acceptance by singling them out. And, and even though, and you're telling him, you know why you right? I remember, um, you know, you know, I remember again going back, and we can all probably uh, summon up things like this. I remember when um, the uh, my son, I was having problems with Pinnock and my son, and Baruch Hashem, he's doing wonderful now. But the, I remember the the Rebbe, his Rebbe, said to me, "This is what happens many times when you don't wear a hat in the street." Oh, okay, this is what happens, you know, when you have a person. Uh, it was like, you was know, he, did, he mean, did he mean you catch a cold? <laughs> in other words, yeah. again. So I, I don't want to tell you how I reacted, but I was. I, I was I couldn't believe it. I was saying, what am I going to do? My son, I'm having problems. You know, my son. What, what should we do? So he said, "This is what happens when when you when you don't wear a hat in the street." Right? Sometimes it does happen. Uh, so <laughs> my point is, is that many times these these good intention and, and that I want to tell you that person had no idea that he had ripped when he was saying it in his mind. This is his wisdom about what you need to do to make sure your children are on the right path. That the parents need to uh, uh, have to not just say, I learned Torah, but to actually walk in the street proudly and wear their hat as a Ben Torah. I understand where he was coming from. 
And, but he didn't realize what he had said was like, you know, I'm telling you that I'm, I'm struggling to figure out why my, I'm having problems with my son, and you're his teacher, and you're telling me, well, this is this is what, and he figures that I'm going to now go home and make sure to take my black hat out, which I used to keep in my car all the time, and I should wear it proudly in the street, and somehow that will be, you know, that will somehow change things. And, and, and again, I think it's, it's an extreme situation, but it did happen, and I think that's part of so Let's go to the next one. So let's say like this. You have to know what a chamar is. A chamar is a truck driver who's got, and that's what he has. And because he has a truck, it can travel. Now the truck, of course, is not a truck. But it's the it's the first century Palestinian version of a truck. Which is... A car. Donkeys. I've got donkeys. And that means I can take stuff from one place to another and sell them and make money. So I can go to a place where grain is cheap, and I can take it to another place where it's more expensive, and that's the way it is. I, 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 I feed my donkeys well, I know how to drive them, just like I got my truck. It's exactly what it is. And they're on the road all the time. The Gemara says that they're only home once in a while. So, so let's say you happen to be a farmer. Right? You're, you're a farmer, and you have grain. So, Okay, so what's, what is it over there? What am I, what, 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 what's that one? You're sending him on a wild goose chase. So, what am I? Why am I doing that? It's, it's almost like a low there. So that's similar, is that, is that like me, like having fun yeah. with him? That's like, no, it's who am I having fun with? The, the, the guy who's coming to buy the chamar. The, the, the guy who's coming to buy this stuff, I'm sending him someplace. And what's going to happen when he shows up there? I'm not going to be there watching it, but when he shows up at this guy's door and says, I hear you, you might have some grain here. And what's the guy going to say? Grain. Grain? I don't sell grain. What are you doing here? So this is sort of, would we call this like, like a, is it like a bad practical joke? Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. Huh? It's sort of like, and, and I'm getting my jollies because even though I'm home, I'm snickering because, ah, that guy went over there and, 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 and now, is that what it is? I'm saying, is that, right? right so that's that's sort of like... <coughs> um, it's like giving someone huh? the wrong directions on purpose. Giving someone the wrong directions on purpose. So what? what's my, I just enjoy the fact, imagining... His, I, I imagine that guy's paying. So there, you can't. You're not going to come up with any uh, uh, right reason behind it to do with it. I just enjoy being mean. Well, I just enjoy being mean. Well, 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 we all know in Pari and Mitzrayim, he was looking for Maisha. They, they misdirected him a little bit. So this was just okay. Um, and now we understand Rabbi Yehuda, who says the, what the Mishnah says. In other words, in the brightest stuff from Teres Kehanim. Oh, and that's why you do the same thing when you go into a sale and you don't really mean to buy. So in this, let me just talk about Hamar Mavakshin Tua for a couple of minutes, and, 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 and I want to put it in perspective. There was actually a, a person, I wouldn't call him a practical joker, in but all these, in all these cases, the common denominator, you're hurting somebody, you get absolutely nothing out of it. You know, if you want to hurt somebody, you want to punch him in the head, and you punch him and you let him, you got something out of it. Just to harass somebody, and you get nothing out of it. You're not even there to enjoy it. You know, it's a paratrip. People keep their eyes open. Well, some, some of these you're there, and you're getting the amusement out of it. You know, 
malicious amusement. Yeah. It's a sick question. Okay, so I, I, I think, you know, I, I, um, I want to tell you, I, I have a little bit of a different interpretation of that last one, and I'll tell you where I got it from, from the Rambam himself. So if you take a look at the Rambam, the Rambam, when he quotes this, all these cases, the Rambam, where he quotes all these cases, and just do this quickly. I wanted to show you what he says here. That would be in um, Kenyan and Perik Mechira. So it's going to be Perik Yedal of Hilchas Mechira. And let's take a look down here. Is that it? You demo? Okay. So this is by about Shuva. Okay. And he quotes this. Oh. So let's take a look at this. I don't know if you can see it, but it says like this. When the Rambam quotes the case of the truck driver, look what he says. Let's say a question comes up about astrophysics or learning. In other words, let's say some learning issue comes up, you know, let's say, I don't know, something in Kachim, Zvachim, who knows, and I happen to know this guy is just starting to learn, or he doesn't have more intent. What do you think? What do you think? It's a hard question. What do you think about that? If I do that, oh my God, what's your answer? What do you think about it? What's your opinion? What's your opinion? Now, the Rambam, so think about it. Obviously, to me, who, what's the parallel? The parallel, again, think about the first case. I know he never sells to a, a, at all. I know he doesn't know this. I think that you're trying to get your jollies not from the, from the driver. I think you're trying to get your jollies from the guy that the, who, who from the, the driver knocks on the, the door. The reason being, think about my fault. By Chochmah, you're sort of like saying, oh, I didn't know you never learned that, but you did, right? <laughs> but I, what you're trying to get the person is that it looks like we're having a nice conversation, and you look like a person who has nothing to say about it. It looks like I was trying to include you in the conversation, but really what it did was it exposed the fact, and I feel good, that it exposed the fact that you know nothing about this subject. And that even though we're having this discussion, and it looks like I'm on the surface bringing you in, but really what I'm trying to do is get you to recognize how little you know. I would like to suggest the same thing is going on with the case of the Tua. We all know that making it in the world of Torah is knowing everything in the Torah. Making it in the farming world is having not just enough to feed your family, but to be a successful seller of produce. That's what the thing is. I know he never sells. His field is so is so weak in terms of what it produces. He's never able to, to have enough. So I send somebody to him. It isn't just the, 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 the guys who are in the city anyway who took a wrong turn and they end up in his house. All right, yeah, that was a bad thing. You know who really was the one who, who was hurt? The guy who was asked whether he has any grain to sell. He's a person, because remember, grain to sell is parallel to the Rambam's case of a person who has wisdom that he can't offer, that he can't give an idea. So why do you need the Hamar then? then? Then just go yourself and ask this guy who never sold to a before. 
<laughs> you're you're yeah, asking because, because now you, you know because Yankee now no way to get it back. Right, Yankee, this is a it's a perfect shtick because you're trying you're to make him the pawn. You you want your friend who is a Lyutzlach in his farm. That guy is a guy who never was able to to really be a seller of, of, of grain. Why couldn't he sell grain? Because he barely has enough to keep his own family going. So he, of course, is embarrassed about the fact that he's not a real grain seller that deals with all these chamarim. These chamarim are traveling in from wherever every single season to come here to get the wheat, which is cheap. And this guy can never take advantage of it. Because that's the way the economy works. The Hamara make their money, the people so, sell. Go put, go put a shlich in the second second case of the Ramah Mosso. You tell somebody else to go ask this guy, you know, about some Kochmah. Okay, but the point is, is that the victim is the person who doesn't sell, or the victim is the person who doesn't know. And again, here, you don't really have the rationalization. I was trying, I mean, you could say, if someone asked you, I, I didn't know he didn't know about that. I was trying to include him in the conversation. Or maybe you could have said to the guy who's selling, hey, I think maybe you might have had a good year this year. You know, I figured I was trying to help you. You know, you know I know you've been working hard out there in that field. I know the, you know, the back 40 over there, you've been doing a lot of stuff there. I thought maybe I could uh, help you out. I was, I was trying to send you somebody. But you know that that guy doesn't have anything to sell and can't fill the, the needs. Again, at least now, it, it, it's all, you're right, this guy's a lot more devious. One last thing, I'll, I'll leave you with this. Some cipher was asked, and you take a look at some of the sources, some cipher was asked about a person who, for some reason, did not like uh, this Moel. I don't know why. It was a Shochet and a Moel. Okay. Shochet and a Moel walk in the room. Well, actually, the Shochet right? and the Moel. So the, the, the Shochet somehow didn't like this Moel because he had met him and he heard about it, that this was one of these guys that I do every verse I can. I want to, I mean, again, Rabbi Yashiv and Rabbi Klein Kanyeska, Zogazun used to go to every Sandekoy that he get to. This was a Moel who says, yeah, okay, pay me, but I want to do that mitzvah. I love being the Malach Habris. I love doing that. So the Shochet um, sent him a message. We had a baby. Come and do the bris. So the Moel took his trip out there. It was a, a decent of the loss of a day's time. He went out there to be there, and he's got his bag, and he's ready to do the bris. He shows up at the uh, Shochet's house, and the Shochet says, this girl, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do a bris here. And everybody knew about it, and the, the, uh, the, the, the Shochet had a good laugh about it. Well, the Moel was not finished. Mm-hmm. The Moel went back to the city, and he went to his rov, and he said, this can't be. This person's a shoifet. So they want, they sent the Chassam Seifer, what should we do? I was about to say, I wouldn't need this guy's people. Oh, so the Chassam Seifer said that, the Chassam Seifer looked at this based on the Argamara here, and he said that we have the right to take this person out of his position. Because what he did was, this was a Noah's Dvarim. And therefore, we have the right to actually, till he, again, till he does tshuva, we have the right to actually take him out from being uh, a shochet. And more than that, he said, we might even have the right to put him even in what's called, he says, he talks about the money involved as well. There might have been a money issue, that the amount of money that he spent getting there, 
and he says there, uh, he says we can't do the full cheyrim. This was in 1835 because the government's not letting us. But you can circulate among the community that he is not to be engaged with, etc. And we have the right to insist that he lose that until he makes some sort of compensation back and we see that he's changed, that he's, he loses his position as a shochet for the community. So, again, practical joke on Ozdvar. Okay, as you can see, there All right, Rabbi Sait is the tip of an iceberg. But okay, take care. We'll see you at the Shem. Hopefully next week, right before Shmuel, a special Asiris and Jimros. <laughs> by the way, by, by Ribis also, he said Hazal, but he did not. By Ribis also used a Russian of Rafika. Do you have the which, which also is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand. I mean, I you like this verse at least. Uh, uh, okay. But I wonder if the Shani, you know how we say in English?